How did company secretary come about? What made Vasudevan pursue CS? He was never really inclined towards studying CS. So why did he choose this course? Welcome to the second episode of our podcast, Banker with a Soul. Let's take a peek into Vasudevan's early college years. How did CS happen? And because one of your brothers was pursuing a CA course, so was he an influence? And you know, and eventually, uh, this is what you let. This is what led you to become finally what you did in life as a professional banker, and uh, you know, with a remarkable uh, field of contribution across the universe of finance. Yes. So after college, I mean, I went and did BSc Physics without any idea why I'm doing that because. My eldest brother was chemistry. My second brother was maths. So he said, mm-hmm. take physics. So I said, okay, fine. I'll, do, I'll take physics. And um, I went through it. I think I got some decent mark in BSc also. Mm-hmm. I think it was around 92% or something. You know, we just study, isn't it? In those days, we never question anybody, why should I study or something? Our job is to study, so we'll just study. That's how right. we were in those days. But I really didn't understand much of what it was. And uh, then after the exam, after the degree, I asked my brother, what should I do now? Mm. He said, uh, you know, I am a professor. My the second brother is a child accountant. Why don't you become a company secretary? Right. I had not even heard of that till then. I said, okay, no problem. You tell me what I should do. So he took me to the ACS Institute uh, Tamil Nadu chapter and the Southern, Southern India chapter. And then he enrolled me there. And uh, then they gave me a set of books. Uh, for uh, study material. When I brought them home and I started reading, that was the first time I think in my life that, you know, studies was really something which was interesting to me, something I could connect. When I I was studying law and all the legal papers, uh, the contract act, the companies act and all that. So that was the first time I think I could really connect to what I was studying. And it was very interesting. I was very fascinated. And uh, so so I really took it up uh, very strongly from there on. And you know, you you as you said, you were you were really happy. You you it was company law, and law to you was a, was very very interesting. Uh, you felt highly motivated to study, and I understand before the intermediate exam, the institute conducted a mock test. Those who scored the first three places mock exam got the tuition fee refunded. You did very well in the mock exam, and came within the first three. Your tuition fee was refunded. You were on top of the world. And soon after, you appeared for the actual exam. But there was a shock waiting for you. Can, can you run us through this experience? Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, the mock exam that the institute conducted, I was within the top three. So my fees was actually refunded. And um, then, uh, then the exam came and I wrote the exam. Uh, I had written only one group. There are two groups in intern. Uh, I was only preparing for one group because within six months of graduation, you can write only one group. So I was writing within the first six months of my graduation. So I took that first group. And uh, when the result uh, date came, um, so I took one bag from my mother and I took some money from her, telling her that I'll go to the institute, check the results. And on the way, I'll bring some, buy some sweets and come. So mm-hmm. she gave me a bag to bring the sweets and also some cash. And then I went to the institute and, you know, in those days, obviously, you go to the institute to check your marks. There is no internet. So right. I went there and I looked at the notice board and uh, lo and behold, my number was not there. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I kept looking and looking and looking and it just didn't exist. 
and yeah. then finally it sank that i have failed and uh, you know uh, it was it was an extremely difficult thing to take and uh, i you know i was totally not expect i mean it was completely unexpected and uh, then i came home and uh, then said i have failed and uh, for a week i think i was knocked out absolutely right. knocked out i didn't do anything at all i used to just uh, wake up and sit in a corner i'll not take bath i'll not eat much yeah, yeah. i'll not go anywhere i'll just sit in that corner for the entire one week yeah. the world had crashed around me you know and yeah. uh, then finally i so got out of that so you could not understand what went wrong you were obviously devastated now you were unable to digest this failure so you as you said you sat in a dark corner of the house for 7 days without moving you slept there ate there but did not come out eventually you told your father that you wanted to work is this how stenography happened yeah so stenography was something i had learned in my school days itself <clears throat> again it was it's a very fascinating subject stenography and typing mm. both are fascinating and some i had a lot of fascination for that so it was an hobby for me so you know in school and the early part of my college i had completed a high speed and short end high speed is uh, the 120 words per minute then right. there was a special exams uh, for stenographers beyond 120 words per minute up mm. to 250 words that's the maximum test that is available in india right. so i wanted to do all the 250 so i i went on to 150 i passed then 180 i passed then 210 210 was the next uh, speed i wrote 210 and i was preparing for 220 but 210 i failed Mm. Uh, so i wrote the 210 again and uh, that next time i passed but then the interest i lost so i stopped at 210 and in typing to so 67.5 words per minute to the max test available That's so right. i had that so uh, so but this was just done as a hobby but when the scenario happened and i told my father let me go to work i can't bear this any longer that i sit at home study and fail so let right. me work and uh, study parallelly then the stenography came well in hand so i applied for a stenography position in a medical company it was part of some modi group i had, uh, you know in those days there used to be a group called modi group win medicare was it, was it win medicare where you use your stenography skills yes. to get a job at that's the right. as a regional manager to the regional manager that's right it was win medicare so um, uh, so i got a job as a stenotypist to the uh, regional manager and uh, that was my first job so it was uh, and and it was very nice because i learned a lot about how letters are drafted how business are conducted how reviews are done because he was my yeah. regional manager he was handling all of south <clears throat> so all the regional the state level managers and all that used to report to him so there used to be a lot of daily sales reports and monthly analysis and all that so i was involved in all that it was very interesting to see how businesses are actually done right uh, and meanwhile you wrote your acs exam again and passed the intermediate before the final exam you were required to have work experience as a management trainee and those those were the rules uh, the acs institute rules you got the role as a management trainee at cholamandalam investment and finance which is part of the murugappa group in chennai and i think believe that was in 1986 when your final exams approached you took 3 uh, months leave from office and studied very hard this time you cleared all the three groups together in the first attempt and came all india third yet you did not celebrate why <laughs> yes so i was uh, preparing for the exam the chola chola was very kind to give me a good 3 months leave to prepare mm-hmm. uh, 
very nice of them so i was i used to sit and study for about uh, 16 hours a day uh, um, and prepare really hard but through that entire three months preparation the thought that was going on in my mind is that you know the result is not in my hands mm. it's really not in my hands you know i can as easily fail as pass um because these are things where you know what you do alone is not enough it's also comparative to what others are doing and uh, if there are a lot of people who do better than you then you come at a level where you end up failing because uh, the institutes have a quota and they don't want uh, beyond a certain cut off they don't let everybody pass so i knew that it was not in my hands whatever i was uh, working on uh, and so this thing was constant in my mind that what will i do if i fail what will i do will i go into one more uh, depression or will i be able to continue my life as normal so the thought of failure was so high in me that finally when i when i went to the institute and checked my results i only looked at first group then my number was not that then i looked at the second group it was again not that then i looked at the third group it was also not there so then i thought oh my gosh i seem to fail in all the groups then i went slightly up all the groups together there is a portion where they say all the groups together i went and looked there without too much hope and then suddenly my number was there so yeah. i realized that i have passed all the three groups but for a few seconds i thought i failed all the three because it was not there in any so after the results when you came back home and told your mother uh, and you know you you uh, and since you did not want to celebrate uh, because of the fear of failure as you said uh, you must have been quite quiet and somber at home so how did your mo- mother respond i mean did your mother think that you had failed again and when you told her that uh, the actual results how did she respond to it so i used to go by cycle to office in those days so i as usual i went from the station i went home in my cycle i parked the cycle on the side and then i came in then i changed my dress uh, washed my face and all that and then sat down for dinner i didn't say anything to anybody and mm-hmm. my mother also did not ask me because she must have probably thought that i failed again that's why i'm not saying anything so mm-hmm. she didn't ask anything she gave me food and then after i finished eating then she asked enodachi uh, what happens uh-huh. uh, then i said i have passed <laughs> and uh, she said what i said yes i have passed then she said but why didn't you not tell as soon as you came i said i don't know why uh, it, it just didn't feel like uh, you know such a great thing and uh, then of course they were all very happy but frankly somehow <clears throat> i never felt that joy uh, mm. which maybe i should have i don't know but but it just and i think from then from that to de- today i don't think i really am a person who celebrates you know i don't stand in the way of other celebrating i encourage i motivate them to celebrate i'm not saying that that's wrong but i think internally for me whatever i do whatever happens uh, you know it just just as just one more thing and uh, mm-hmm. i say okay fine next what rather than saying wow great so i think this ability to celebrate i think went away in that uh, first failure little did vasudevan know that after completing graduation he would work the longest at one of india's best financial companies the cholamandalam group in the third episode vasudevan will speak about his long steam that cholamandalam finance one which held him in very good stead during the later years in life <laughs>